Once again with an early rising show. Peace, power, and prosperity, family. This is the mid of Chicago crypto hustler, Bitcoin Block Bully, coming to you once again with an early roster show of coffee and crypto in the AM. What's going on? We also got New Money Matrix podcast going on as of right now. We got a couple of stories coming to everybody in this AM. It is February 1st, 2019. It's the first of the month, family. A lot of money, a lot of commerce, a lot of uh, checks being circulated around right now. So there's a lot of commercial transactions being taking place. Uh, with the use of checks and balances, Federal Reserve notes. Um, we got a story coming through right now, which is interesting. And when you see the breakdown, how they, you'll see. So the first story we got coming through um, is, and it comes by way of CCN. Uh, Florida Bitcoin trader trader faces felony charges for selling crypto to undercover police. Goes on to state, it's a case of police entrapment that goes beyond the pale. After a ruling Wednesday by the U.S. 3rd District Court of Appeals, not USA, the U.S., a Florida man will have to face a trial by jury over felony charges in Miami for selling Bitcoin to undercover police. Felony charges for a victimless, victimless crime. And this is when, when you really get to study in law, you'll really, really comprehend why the term victimless crime is so big when we talk about punishment for certain actions under statutory provisions. Because when you really look at law, it states that there has had there has had to have been an injured party. So as long as you didn't injure a party, I think it's only like two actual principles of law. If you haven't injured a party, and I can't think of the other one, but that main one, if you haven't injured a party, it really ain't no crime really done. All crime is commercial, and that is evident when we look at what is it, twenty seven CFR. Hold on, let me see. What is it? Twenty seven CFR seventy two eleven. So I'm going to go through and show y'all something real quick. And once you understand what the word commercial, then you'll understand commerce and how everything moves in commerce and how pretty much. OK, how pretty much um, everything we do is uh, commercial in nature. So this is 27 CFR subsection 7211. And it's the meaning of terms. We got ATF officer appraised of value carrier. And then we have commercial crimes. Now, if you first, let's understand what commercial is. And I know I'm getting a little bit off topic, but at the same time, I'm not. All right. So commercial. Concerned with or engaged in commerce, making or intended to making a profit. So, okay, what is commerce? Commerce is the activity of buying and selling, especially on a large scale. And uh, the second definition is social dealings with people. But more so, we're looking at this from a commercial point of view, right? So certain commercial crimes, any of the following crimes, federal or state, offenses against revenue laws, burglary, counterfeiting, uh, forgery, kidnapping, larceny, robbery, illegal sale or possession of deadly weapons, prostitution, including solicitating or soliciting, procuring, pandering, white slaving and keeping house of ill fame and like offenses, um, extortion, swindling and confidence games and attempting to commit, conspire to commit or compounding any of the foregoing crimes. Now, also real, real, real interesting when we look into commerce, commercial and what they choose to make a commercial crime. Peep this out. Addiction to narcotic drugs and the use of marijuana will be treated as if such were commercial crime. Remember what commercial means. Remember what commerce means. So they're saying your addiction, your sickness, for those that may have an addiction, 
they it will be treated as a commercial. I mean, it's just real interesting when you really get to peeling back the layers. Another thing I want to show you all also with you operating within the United States. I mean, look at this. An agent of the United States or an individual state of a political subdivision of a state and having possession of cigarettes and contraband. Uh, where's the U.S.? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Ah, here we go. So a person, when we speak in legal terms and anytime, really any uh, anytime you really don't know which one they're speaking on. But when we look at the definition of a person, it is an individual. It is a trust, which I've been trying to tell you all about. It is an estate, a partnership association a company or a corporation that is the legal term for a person so when you the shit that they taught you in school that was a person is which you and me a living human being it ain't really so when you're talking about um in a commercial venue or in a commercial jurisdiction with the, which the united states as a corporate entity we are within a commercial venue so I mean, it goes real deep, and I really, you really see the sovereign and the crypto connection when you get to peeling back the layers, layers of public and private. But um, anyways, I don't rambled off for long enough. It goes on to say, Espinoza's Bitcoin for Cash business requires him to register as a payment instrument, seller, and money transmitter under Florida financial statutes. The court ruled Wednesday, adding that he was not merely selling his own personal Bitcoins. He was marketing a business. Now, I'm going to pause right then. I'm going to go back and say what the court said. They said he was not merely selling his own personal Bitcoin. He was marketing a business. Now, they're not, I'm not saying that that is a, uh, a uh, loophole or saying that you selling your own personal Bitcoins is different from you marketing the business selling Bitcoins. But, it, I mean, when you really look at it, it pretty much is. Um, it goes on to say it's a textbook. Uh, OK, now he'll face serious felony charges for money laundering as well as operating an unlicensed money service company. It's a textbook case of a victimless crime. An act that may run afoul of the Florida statutes, but one to which all parties consented and as a result of which no party was injured. Right. Um, the state of Florida has already ruined this man's life just for selling cryptocurrency tokens to people who wanted to buy them for engaging in peaceful acts of commerce. I really got to pay attention. Once you start picking up on those, uh, those, um, I forgot what they call them, signal words, you're going to start seeing them a lot more. Injured commerce. They said there was no party injured. And he was only acting, engaging in peaceful acts of commerce, a commercial transaction. The fact that undercover police and the justice system can get their claws so deep into man for something like this is dis disconcerting to the utmost. And I'm probably going to go back and watch this um, interview of him on my own time, but you can check it out, too. I'll put a link. Miami Beach police found Espinoza on LocalBitcoins.com. He was using the screen name Michael Hack and asked to meet in person. Which, you know, peer-to-peer -peer transactions, you definitely had a right to do that. Uh, here was a man who was not looking to cause any trouble, who was causing no harm to anyone, and who was merely meeting with other local residents and persons to help them buy Bitcoin. And the police force in Miami decided to ruin his life. So give me one second. Let me pause right here. Um, that's what I forgot to do. Let me share this out to a couple of the groups within. Oh, I already got three shares. Thank y'all. For whoever shared the video, thank y'all very much for that. I, I definitely appreciate that. I definitely want to find a way to get this information out to the most, um, you know, the highest rate of people as possible. Because, like I say, the the information that I bring and the way that I bring it, I definitely, definitely, definitely don't think that any and everybody brings it in the same uh, way, shape, or form. And I keep it uncut, raw, and I, I tie in the actuality, not the reality, but the actuality that we live in 
being within this um, United States jurisdiction, you know what I'm saying? Just the connections when you see mass adoption taking place, but they're really trying to sweep it under the rug. It's because the op the doors are open right now, pretty much for any and everybody to get into cryptocurrency within the United States. The thing about it is they're trying to clamp down the doors. You know what I mean? So it's almost going to be like a first come, first serve type of thing. And I'm telling you now, those that do hold cryptocurrency, you are looked at as more so sovereign than those that only transact with Federal Reserve notes. For the main purpose being that the Federal Reserve note is a public entity. Or a public note, a public bank note, and cryptocurrency is not public. It's pretty much private. You know what I mean? Not even pretty much. Cryptocurrency is private. I just did a build on my podcast explaining the difference between public and private within the cryptocurrency space, and as it relates to our modern day uh, living in the commercial world. All right. Uh, I think I got that shared out to enough groups. Anyways, going right along, it goes on to say, um, da 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 da, ruins life. Okay, as if they didn't have anything better to do, public records requests have found a backlog of over 3,500 untested rape kits in Miami by the police department's own count. So what they're basically trying to shed a light on is that y'all had enough time to track down, go find somebody on localbitcoins.com, have them come sell you bitcoins, and you got 3,500 untested rape kits backed up. That's basically what they're trying to say, like, where did y'all find the time to do this, and y'all got this other thing. In y'all backyard. Um, Espinosa met three times at a coffee shop, an ice cream shop, and a hotel, and sold the undercover officers $1,500 USD worth of Bitcoin. The police say they told him they were going to use the money to buy credit card numbers stolen by Russian hackers. Pause right there. That's where the entrapment comes, which formed the basis for the money laundering charges. Let me go ahead and say that. So the money laundering charges came because... They interjected and said, you know what, we're going to do such and such and such and such with the Bitcoin that you're selling us. Like, which, man, in my opinion, that's a bullshit ass move, just in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, they threw a charge on them. You know what I mean? Knowing that greed overtakes and clouds one's mind when we're doing commercial transactions. Now, he could have at that moment been like, well, you know what? I don't want anything to do with that. I'm not going to sell you. But how many of us, honestly, somebody slips something in like that, you're doing a $1,500 transaction. And they don't tell them what t at what price he's been holding or had Bitcoin at. You know what I mean? So, Exponence's charges were dismissed by a judge in 2016. Um, in 2016, Miami-Dade Circuit Judge Teresa May Pooler dismissed the charges against uh Michael Espinosa ruling or Michelle. Hmm, I don't know. The uh, this court is unwilling to punish a man for selling his property to another when his actions fall under a statute that is so vaguely written and even that even legal professionals have difficulty finding a singular meaning. That was a hard statement. Uh, indeed, since the Florida Money Services statute was rewritten by Florida. No, hold on. Let me let me say that in a different term. Um. Since then, uh, indeed, since then, the Florida Money Service statute was rewritten by Florida legislation, legislature, the legislator to include virtual currency as a form of money, a point that will no doubt weaken, weaken the prosecution's prosecutor's case against Espinosa in the upcoming trial. For Judge Pooler, the police entrapment ta tactics. To get a money laundering charge were not too impressive. And the case hinged on whether or not Bitcoin qualified as money under Florida law. The ruling drew global attention. You got to really figure out what money is, too. The ruling global uh, drew the ruling drew global attention from the cryptocurrency community, which generally considers Bitcoin to be a form of currency, but was relieved for Espinosa's sake that the charges were dropped. 
Barry University economics professor Charles Evans was brought in as an expert legal witness and told the court Bitcoin is not money, but something more like comic books, baseball cards, or poker chips that people are willing to buy. And I've said that many times. I've even compared Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies pretty much to marbles. Had some of them not had the trust-like qualities to them. I mean, Bitcoin, for the most part, they do have a number of different Bitcoin trust um, funds put together. It's pretty much just a means to transact back and forth. And you can give it whatever value you want. But then you got other cryptocurrencies such as Ethereum were used, for example, which has a virtual machine which allows you to write smart contracts on it and implement them and have them actually used or it has an actual use case to it other than just transacting back and forth, if you know what I mean. Uh, let me see. Uh, da, da, da. Was this Smith's license? The uh, the opinion of Judge Teresa Pooler was overturned by a higher court Wednesday, ruling that Pooler was incorrect to dismiss the felony charges against Espinoza without a trial and that he was indeed operating a money service business without a license. You need to check out what a license is and why you have a driver's license, because a license is used in the business of commerce and uh, that the charges will be reinstated. A trial date has not yet been set. So real interesting story, to say the least. Um, and it's my hopes that he comes from up under it. In my opinion, like I said, it's a victimless crime, number one, and just them to throw some shit like that in his lap. Like, yeah, oh, we're going to go use this for, like, come on. That, to me, that would have been a red flag. In my opinion, that would have been a red flag, me being from where I come from and just living the way I've lived. You know what I mean? That right there would have caught me off guard. Like, what the fuck you say that for? Like, nah, something ain't right. Um, next story, coming from Dash. This has to do with trust. Um, I've been trying to shed the light on trust. And once I truly understood what was going on within the world of the wealthy and how they really operate. Man, it's, 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 and I really get what Taj Tariq Bay really talks about now about as far as your estate and your family name and everything being tied in. It's, it's, it's everything operates in the trust. Anyways, Dash announces trust protector election scheduled for March. Can the bulls drive back price action back towards $100? Um, it goes on to say, that, pay attention. To how Dash is operating. Dash has made further progress towards. In fact, let me tell you what a, what a trust is first and foremost. Um, there we go. All right, a trust is a fiduciary relationship in which one party, known as as a truster, gives another party. The trustee, the right to hold title to property or assets for the benefit of a third party, the beneficiary. In finance, a trust, trust can also be typed to a closed-end fund built as a public limited uh, company. Now, so for those that don't get it, basically, I will have a trust create a uh, a trustee or a truster create a trust for me. And within that trust, I'm going to elect certain individuals to act as trustees within it to take care of the affairs and hold the property or the assets that I throw in the trust. Now, the things within the trust are not owned by me. They're owned by the trust. So if anything, if I was to injure a party or anything like that on the, my, in my public uh, in my public capacity, anything within that private trust once again it would have been a private trust anything within that private trust is off hands to the public action which i may have done because i don't own it if you sue me you can have whatever i own but i don't own anything within the trust you understand what i mean so 
Now, just explaining that, we're gonna, I'm, I'm going to show you all how slick Dash is. Dash has further made progress towards creating a truly decentralized autonomous organization, or DAO, with their latest announcements of the elections for the trust protectors of the DAO Irrevocable Trust. Man, it's a lot of these cryptocurrencies that are, like, you wouldn't know it, but they're, tr they're, they're trust. Like, they, they are a way for you to hold ownership in something without you actually holding the ownership. Set up in July 2017, trust was de designated to ensure the operations of the DCG, um, which is the Dash Core Group, will be controlled entirely by the Dash Network. However, this has still not come to fruition, fruition as the trust protectors were originally populated by the Dash Core Group members and have not been elected by the network. Pay attention. The Dash Network will be the ultimate beneficiary of the trust. And the trust will own 100% of the shares of the Dash Core Group. So the Dash, man, peep the game. The trust will own 100% of the shares of the Dash Core Group, not the individuals themselves. It's all in the trust. This system will effectively allow the network to have full control over the direction of the project as the trust protectors will be able to oversee and replace the DCG directors if requested through the master no decision making system. Man, this 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 new way of transacting, family. Y'all really gotta really gotta sit down and take the time out to study and get this. This is how the wealthy operate, and cryptocurrency is open to any and everybody to operate within it. But more so, the wealthy are taking uh, advantage of it. In March 2019, a group of six trust protectors will be elected by the Masternode governance system. A third-party firm will vet all the candidates for the election, and anybody who wishes to be a candidate will have to contact that third-party firm. That news is soon to be announced. Then, the firm will release a list of vetted candidates, and the masternode owners can anonymously vote for the six candidates of their choosing. After the trust, the trust protectors have been elected, the Dash Network will be one step closer to being a fully decentralized operations as the DCG will no longer be able to determine the direction of the project unless voted for by the masternode operators. I did a whole spill on what masternodes are. Oh, that was in my book. Never mind. Okay, so yeah, in the updated book, I go into what a masternode is. I think I talk about Dash in it, actually. Um, let us continue to take a look at price action. Yeah, I did. When I got into the proof of stake part of my book, I, I got I started talking about what the uh, master note is. Let us continue to, to look at price action for Dash versus USD over the short term and continue to highlight any potential areas of support and resistance moving forward. And they're just talking about the price action right here. Um, neutral until they break, blah, 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 blah. Where's the resistance of Dash towards the upside? Mm. Nah, I just really wanted to bring the information about the trust and what they got going on. Moving right along to the next story. Well, I can go tell you about price action. So Prime Trust undercates rivals in crypto custody race. And this is another trust company. Now, it goes on to say Prime Trust won't charge its clients to custody digital assets any longer. Peep that out. That, that, there is a, a, a transaction being made somewhere or there's a reason behind them not charging their clients. The Nevada Trust Company announced Thursday that effective immediately, it had lowered its fees for the storing cryptocurrency tokens to zero USD. Hmm. In line with what it charges to custody stocks and bonds. Before I even read this, because I haven't read this yet, I've seen the story and I'm like, I'm going to follow this. What if? What if, right? Peep this out. They said that they, they lowered the fee to zero USD. 
what if they started charging the fee in Bitcoin and one of the other uh, cryptocurrencies? Not, but remember, cryptocurrency is not tied to any fiat currency. It's in whatever jurisdiction you in, you decide to spend for that cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is its own entity. Remember that. So it's not a United States dollar. So if you are charging, I don't even want to use charge. If you're accepting cryptocurrency for a service and that cryptocurrency that you're accepting for that service, you're not transacting or switching back into a Federal Reserve note, in essence, or even legally, that may be a private transaction between you and the other individual. I don't know. It all has to do with minimum contact. I wonder where they got the Bitcoin from also. Um, but real interesting. Anyways, in line with what it charges to custody stocks and bonds. Prime Trust began to custody crypto assets last year when it offered cold storage services for Bitcoin. It later expanded its custody offerings to include Ether and ERC-20 tokens and Stellar Lumens. I keep, man, look. There's a lot of trust companies that are starting to invest in Stellar versus uh, Ripple. I don't know if y'all paying attention to that or not. Grand Rising, Brother Hakeem. How we doing out there? Peace, power, and prosperity. What's going on, my, my dude? Long time. Hey, back to what I was saying, though. It's a lot of trust companies. Uh, who else just involved? Just, somebody else just, just started a, a Stellar Lumens Trust. Hold on. Uh. Someone else, just a, a big, was it Grayscale? Stellar Partnership Grant Program, that's a trust. Well, yep, Grayscale, it was Grayscale. Grayscale, one of the biggest Bitcoin trusts in the world. Y'all, uh, the Winklevoss Trims, I mean the Winklevoss Twins, the Gemini Exchange Market that y'all use, that's a trust. It's, it's called the Gemini Trust. Um, anyways, Grayscale launches Stellar Lumis Trust Fund. Digital Currency Group's New York-based crypto trust funds upstart Grayscale Investments announced on Thursday, 17th January, it was adding to its already massive portfolio of cryptocurrency trust funds, a Stellar Lumis trust fund. Man, this shit is ingenious. Like, when y'all really comprehend, not saying that y'all don't either. I just know where I was once, once within my understanding level of the world of commerce and, you know, just operating in the public and private. Like, you really, when you really peel back them layers... Man, you start seeing shit that you didn't even know was there. Like, damn, for real? But anyways, getting right along with the story. Um, Prime Trust began to, custody, began to custody crypto assets last year when it offered cold storage services for Bitcoin. It later expanded its custody offerings to e include Ether and Stellar Lumens. Now, this is what I want y'all to comprehend. These big-ass trust companies that, that are acting in a fiduciary relationship to his clients and managing millions and billions of dollars is not going to open the doors for the, they people to invest in Bitcoin, Ether, and Stellar Lumens if they bullshit. That's one thing I'm going to tell y'all. I could get two fucks about, excuse my language, about what the price is right now. That's just allowing them to accumulate more and more and more. Like, if you really knew how much some of these trust funds got, and they got over 100000 of this, 100000 of that, a million of this, like... Cryptocurrency, crypto custodians typically charge custody fees ranging from four to ten basis point per month. Prime Trust said Thursday dropping this charge makes it cheaper and faster for Prime Trust clientele, which includes crowdfunding portals, exchanges, broker dealers, and stablecoin platforms to conduct operations. In fact, um, interesting enough, Binance just came out with a story today saying that they just added another stablecoin. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna uh, bring that up also. Explaining the move in an email. Prime Trust CEO and Chief Trust Officer Scott Purcell noted that in the traditional financial world, no qualified custodian charges fees for safekeeping stocks, 
bonds, exchange traded funds and ETFs, mutual funds or real estate, citing examples such as E-Trade, Robinhood, Northern Trust, JP Morgan, though Trust Prime, I mean Prime Trust does charge a $350 annual custody fee for real estate according to its fee schedule. As such, charging a custody fee just because the asset is a crypto to token did not make sense, he added. The move aims to conform a standard practice in the financial industry, although he claimed Prime Trust was in the was the first in crypto to nix custody fees. It's a reason they're doing that. I'm telling you, if you I, I can almost guarantee they're going to charge a fee in crypto. And say that well, we're not charging USD, so it really because it, 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 they're not lying. They're not saying okay, so they're saying we're not charging. We're charging exactly zero dollars USD. We don't want no USD. We're not charging anything. That man is a slip. Uh, as such, charging a custody fee for just because ah oh, blah blah blah. Uh, Purcell told CoinDesk that Prime Trust has other sources of revenue to make up for the removal of custody fees. Explaining, we make money just as Robinhood. Northern Trust and other traditional custodians, custodians do. The cut, the cost of custody are offset by other services. Mm -hmm. For example, he said custodians who store crypto with Prime Trust also often park their fiat there, and the institution can and earn interest on the latter, meaning the fiat. According to Clearinghouse, a banking association and payments firm, a traditional custodians, these other services can include fund fund administration, security brokerage, payments lending, performance data, and asset servicing, all of which typically carry their own specific fee. Interest income from reinvested clients' funds are also typically made up an important component of custodian, custodians' revenue. TCH's white paper on custodial services said, when asked if Prime Trust could lend out digital assets the way traditional custodians lend customer securities, Purcell said, we're exploring that. Prime Trust does charge a $50 disimbursement fee for processing crypto assets, as well as any additional costs that may be incurred, such as gas prices on the Ether network. Mm. So, moving right along, another story coming in from Bloomberg. And this story right here, and I've tried to shed light on the fact that you can earn a, what do they call it, passive income just from grabbing cryptocurrencies that allow you to earn the um staking rewards such as pundix um neo with gas bloomberg is now telling his people right this is bloomberg brother shane what's going on with you bro welcome what's going on long time bloomberg is now now telling people about staking coins so they got a, a article that came out today um some crypto investors find a way of playing it safe it goes on to say, after the volatile cryptocurrency price swings of the few last years, some investors are becoming content with essentially earning interest on their holdings. They're embracing a practice known as staking, where their tokens are placed in so-called digital wallets and used to help validate transactions that create new blocks and blockchain networks. In exchange, they receive rewards in the form of coins. The proof of stake process can generate peep this out. They're talking to investors here that invest money and get Anywhere from 1% to 5% yearly returns, maybe 10 to 15 at a high stake. The proof of stake process can generate returns ranging from 5% to 150% depending on the coins and the amount held. Now, I'm going to stop and pause right there. And to the eyes of an investor, somebody that's used to investing in millions and billions and hedging money here and having investments bring them back a certain percentage there, for them to see 5 to 150%, they 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 mouths is watering right now. Like what? Fuck. And the crazy thing about it, man, I'm telling you, for anyone that's been in this crypto space for a minute before it was this mainstream adoption, 
for you to see them talk, talking about some of this stuff now, it's like, damn, like these people was really, really, really behind on bringing this information to the forefront. Um, it goes on to say there's a big chance that that's a big change from how transactions are verified for Bitcoin, which follows a proof of work system where so-called miners. And I wonder why they're using these terms. So-called miners compete to solve complex mathematical riddles and win new coins. With token prices showing few signs of recovering after plunging as much as 90% in 2018, staking has made it somewhat easier for investors in coins such as Tezos, Decred, Cosmos, EOS, and Liverpool to endure the bear market. Now, I'm going to stop and pause right now and tell you something. Bloomberg ain't just putting any in every cryptocurrency name in an article they know is going to go out to millions and billions of people that have millions and billions of dollars. There's a reason they shed light on these five cryptocurrencies i suggest you do your research and find out who tezos decreed cosmos eos and liver is or live peer excuse me that's another thing you got to pay attention to anytime some of these mainstream medias they throw like little little names out there man go pay attention and see why they talking about those because there's over two thousand different cryptocurrencies in the market that they could be talking about um regardless of market conditions staking provides returns denominated in the asset being staked Meaning that you don't earn a dollar amount when you stake cryptocurrencies. You earn cryptocurrency, which you got to start looking at as its own entity. You got to stop tying that USD amount to these things. These things are their own entity, entities and they're operating as such. When you operate in a private capacity, you'll understand how operating with these entities is so much more so um, sovereign than operating with a Federal Reserve note. Um, regardless of market conditions. Uh, staking. Oh, okay, blah 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 blah. If you're going to be long, you might as well stake. Uh, okay. Said so Kyle Sa Kyle Samani, a manager partner in MultiCoin Capital Management in Austin, Texas. The practice, also known as forging, has given rise to a cottage industry of specialized startups. These are trusts with names like Stacked or Staked, Eon Staking Inc, and Figment. Many new crypto custody services such as Anchorage are also starting to offer staking as well. And that's fucking ingenious. Basically, I'm going to break this down. And these are jewels. Basically, what these companies are doing, right? Just because I'm telling you something, man. People don't really know that much about cryptocurrency as those within the space like to think they do. They do not know about this stuff. So these companies are basically saying, look, you don't know about the shit. Give us your money. We'll buy the coins and stake them for you because we know you don't know what the hell staking means. So it sounds complicated. So we'll basically buy and hodl these coins for you and charge you a fee to actually hold these coins and stake. And we'll probably get paid up percentages off the staking rewards and everything. Like, man, this shit is ingenious. I don't even know what I got coming. Just understanding how this operates opens up a whole nother door, a whole nother window. Into this thing we call economics and finances. Um, Eon, which is launching a staking as service offering in February, will charge a 5% fee on the interest its clients earn. Damn, they slit. Staked announced Thursday that it raised $4.5 million from Pantera uh, Capital Management. Coinbase Inc., Digital Currency Group, and other investors. Anchorage, which landed, which launched on January 23rd, says its client include venture capitalist Andreessen Horowitz, which is also an investor in crypto asset investment firm Paradigm, offers coin custody and staking for institutional customers. I'm going to tell y'all something right now. I've been saying this for the past two years. Right now, 
right now in this day and age, really over the past few years, because they're closing the doors up, you have been able to be the first in the many of different things as it relates to cryptocurrency. There wasn't no cryptocurrency staking trust capital fund uh, thing a couple of years ago, it wasn't? Come on now, man. It wasn't. And, and think about how simple it is. Man, I'm not even about to get it. Look, I'm going to drop this for y'all, and I hope y'all catch this. I, myself, could start up a legal entity. And within this legal entity, I could have investors through me or through the entity, through the trust. I will have trustees acting in my um, in my capacity or for, for the trust. And they will take investors' money and we'll buy PundiX. And we'll help them stake PundiX. You understand what I mean? We'll help them because they don't understand the shit. And this is where truly being sovereign and your understanding really comes in, fam. Because you got to think about it. All you do is pay people all day to do shit that you yourself don't want to learn. Damn that any and everything you pay for in this world, as far as services, a lot of it is for shit that you yourself just don't want to learn. Like, it's, it's amazing. Um, and that's basically what you're seeing with this move right here, which I'm definitely going to... uh What? Yeah, all right. Uh, as we see more proof of stake protocols emerge, the ability to stake your tokens and earn interest from staking is a great way to make money, said Paul Veradicate, a partner at Menlo Park, a California based Pantera. An ability to make strong, consistent returns, which to an investor, man, staking does carry risk. When coins are staked, it can take hours or days for the networks to free them up for trading. This means the investors may miss a market rally or get caught up in the plunge. There's also some regulatory uncertainty over whether the coins issued as rewards can ever be viewed as securities. Some staking companies, such as Figment, and I suggest y'all start researching some of these companies, have created special repurchase agreements for clients to minimize potential tax implications. <laughs> the investors have a trust, have to trust the startups doing the staking for them, too. Now, when we go back and we look at the uh, special purchase uh, repurchase agreements for clients to minimize potential tax implications, you got to research not tax of not tax evasion, tax avoidance. It's a big difference. Staking requires a certain amount of trust, unlike proof of work, said Aaron Brown, an investor who writes for Bloomberg Opinion. My observation to date is when crypto requires trust, disaster follows. It's usually reported as hacking, but it is usually insider malfeasance or gross, gross negligence. So while I don't specifically predict problems, no one should be surprised if they, if they uh, crop up. Investors may be able to test that out soon with Ethereum. The third largest cryptocurrency is expected to shift to proof of stake system as part of a network software upgrade later this year. Yes, Ethereum is moving over to proof of stake. That is the fork that's coming up. There was actually three forks with Ethereum, and I should have covered the story, but I didn't. Sometimes there'd be so many stories, I, I, I really be forgetting some of them. But it was actually three forks that just happened with Ethereum. Two actually resulted in extra coins, and the third one is just an upgrade to the system. Anyways, there are more than 100 coins using such systems according in, according to uh, postlist.org, which you can look go and look and see a great number of the uh, point of sale, I mean proof of stake coins. There may be a big part for staking and proof of stake systems in a mature crypto economy, but today it's something investors should do at their own risk only, Brown said. And I believe that's the end of the story. Very interesting story. Um, moving right along. We're getting into the trust wallet. It was a lot of individuals that were asking the uh, when I had showed you that I was starting a new trust. This is the wallet that I use. This is the trust wallet, and it is used to secure multi coins. 
Uh, you can, and it's available on Android and iOS. It's a secure, so you uh, you do have your private key, and it's stored locally and protected with many layers of security. It's fully supported for any ERC20 and ERC223 tokens on the Ethereum network. Um, they also support leading cryptocurrency protocols such as Ethereum, Ethereum Classic, POA, Go, VET, Litecoin, Bitcoin. Now, this is an anonymous anonymous wallet i'm gonna say this again this is an anonymous wallet we will never access any of your personal information and trust with a capital t always keeps your data private and secure they do not ask name they do not ask age they do not ask for social security number now i did a whole build on the thing on the information that they do pick up and the terms of policy, because they do have an 18 and 0 within the terms of policy. But at the end of the day, remember, they're not asking you any of this. So what I'm not, I'm not advocating breaking the terms of policy in any way, shape or form. I'm just saying that in order to truly transact with cryptocurrency, there are no limits to it. Cryptocurrency itself does not care what age, race, creed, none of that nationality. They don't care about none of that. It's truly a sovereign form of uh, means of transacting code information, whatever you want to say. Uh, there's also the decentralized exchange trust wallet will work seamlessly with the Binance DEX, allowing you to make instant trades on the decentralized exchange. So basically saying you'll be able to trade directly from your wallet with the Binance decentralized exchange. And they have dApps or decentralized applications and Web3. The Web3 browser allows you to interact with decentralized applications directly from the app. So just from me having the trust wallet on my um, mobile phone, I'm able to go in and browse their browser meaning web3 and they have a huge decentralized app um option on there they got exchange markets they got uh buying markets they have games for the kids and all of it is centered around earning or relieving oneself of cryptocurrency that's all all when you look at it it's really pretty much commercial transactions you know what I mean? And when we look at the blockchain and the faucets that it has and that uh, it has built around trust, I mean, if blockchain is to protect encryption and operate in foreign trust, right? A trust is the most superior entity to operate in then. And that's why you see a lot of these cryptocurrencies. And that was a quote by um, Brother Sharif from the vault. But that's why you see a lot of these cryptocurrencies actually operating in trust. Man, this shit is ingenious. So this is the trust wallet. Like I said, I'm sharing this with y'all because there was a lot of individuals asking uh, what wallets do I use? Which ones do I really facilitate with? And trust is one such wallet. Now we're going on 38 minutes already on the podcast. Getting right along. It's 940 a.m. Family, how we doing out there? How we doing? How did we uh like those stories? Were those stories in any way, shape or form helpful in the understanding of cryptocurrencies and the phenomenon that's taking place right now within this economics and financial world? Let me know if that helped y'all in any way, shape, or form. It was it pretty much still uh, mixed up nonsense. I don't know. But looking at the market right now, we got a pretty mixed market. Um, on Coin360, it's showing Bitcoin at 3400 down below the 3500 that we were at when I did my early bird session uh, podcast earlier. Um, Ethereum's up. EOS is up. Tron is up. BNB is up. Maker is up. Litecoin's up. Bitcoin SV is up. Bitcoin Cash is up. Monero is up. V-Chain is up, Zcash is up, Neo is up, Komodo's up, Bitcoin Diamond. <laughs> Bitcoin Diamond is up 1.7%. Now remember, remember I just spoke on the fact that Bitcoin Diamond has its own market. And the fact that if you buy Bitcoin Diamond when it's low, because they only go off the diamond price, right? If you buy it when it's low and then it exceeds in price, a lot of those 
um, items that they have on the BCD Bazaar store, you're able to get at a fraction of the price. So it's almost like you throwing, it's almost like you want to go to Best Buy and buy something. You're like, you know what, I might wait for 30 days or something, but I'm going to put this $100 in the box. And when you go back to the box 30 days later, it's $200, and now you have more to go buy with. You understand what I mean? That's the equivalent of you holding Bitcoin Diamond and then jumping from $0.71 cent to $0.80 cent to a dollar, hell, to $2, where it was currently when I did my first build on why I'm invested in Bitcoin Diamond. Number one, they got their own uh, market. So moving right along, let's go ahead and get to the countdown, family. Coming in at number one, no, in fact, before we get to the countdown, let me share this first and foremost, short disclaimer, I'm not a financial advisor of any way, shape, or form. I'm not a financial advisor of any way, shape, or form. I'm not a tax advisor in any way, shape, or form. I cannot give you financial advice and I cannot give you tax advice. What I can do is share information that I have learned about cryptocurrency and within an entertainment sense, you know, just go through some of the news that we have, you know, look at the prices, the swings of it, do a little bit of chart analysis, but this isn't financial advice in any way, shape or form. So please do not take it as any such. Starting off the day right now, we got 115,814,705,184. We have a 24-hour volume of 8,077,068,391. BTC right now, the dominance is at a 53.15%. Now, coming in at number one, let me refresh this real quick just to make sure we're on point with the price. 35.15, let's see. Because it was saying it's 34 on. Okay, well, pretty much on point. Let's hold on. Let me look at let me look at this against. Let's see. Let's look at this against coin market cap, though. Okay, so coin market cap got it at 34.80. Ah, you know what? That's because we're looking at the Korean markets. That's key. Bitcoin is, remember, remember what I tell y'all. Bitcoin is not tied to any fiat. Only that which the jurisdiction which you're in and which you're willing to pay. So right now, all across the board, Korean market included Bitcoin trading at $3,514, up 0.8% within the last 24 hours. Coming in at number two, we got Ripple trading at 30 cents. Down 0.6% within the last 24, but up 0.6% within the last hour. Coming in at number three, we got Ethereum trading at $110, down 0.5% within the last hour. Coming in at number four, we got EOS trading at $2.36, up 1.1% within the last hour. How do you think Bitcoin will go in this first quarter? Sideways. Um, I'm looking for Bitcoin to possibly drop to 2800 um, my, my lowest level of support before it gets bought up, before we just go like parabolically to the moon, like $1,800. Not saying that it's going to make it that low, but I can see Bitcoin dropping to about 18 before people really rush in. Big institute, any and everybody just rush in and buy it to hell up. Um, now, we do have a couple of resistance levels, 6,000, 10,000. Uh, I think once we break $10,000 resistance, that it's really off to the uh, races after that. Now, we can't have another retracement how, as we've had through the whole history of Bitcoin. Um, but I'm, I'm real optimistic about it. Coming in at number four, we got EOS trading at $2.36, up 1.1% within the last 24 hours. Coming in at number five, the cryptocurrency equivalent to the dollar or the United States dollar is USDT, United States dollar teller trading at $1.02, up 0.1% within the last 24 hours, up 0.9% within the last hour. Coming in at number six, we got Bitcoin Cash. Bitcoin Cash right now trading at $115, and it is up 1.3% within the last 24 hours. Coming in at number seven, we got Litecoin trading at $32.43, up 2.7% within the last 24 hours. Coming in at number eight, we have Tron. Tron right now trading at two cents, and it is currently up 1.3% within the last 24 hours. Coming in at number nine, we got Stella. Stella right now trading at eight cents, up 0.5% within the last 24 hours. Coming in at number 10, 
we got Bitcoin SV trading at $67.64, up 2.1% within the last 24 hours, 0.2% within the last hour. Coming in number 11, we got Cardano trading at uh, $0.03, cent, up 1.1% within the last 24 hours. Coming in at number 12, we got Binance Coin trading at $6.59, up 7%. Within the last 24 hours. Coming in at number 18, we got Monero trading at $44.22, up 0.3% within the last 24. Coming in at number 14, we got IOTA trading at $0.25, cent a mere quarter, family. A quarter. And it's up 0.24% within the last 24 hours. Coming in at number four, 15, excuse me, Dash trading at $68.36, currently down 0.4% within the last 24 and down 0.07% within the last hour. Coming in at number 16, we got NEO trading at $7, even still up 0.7% within the last 24 hours. Coming in at number 17, we got Ethereum Classic holding its gains above that $4 mark, trading at $4.01, down 0.2% within the last 24 and 0.5% within the last hour. Coming in at number 18, we got NEEM trading at $0.04, cent, down 2.1% within the last hour. Coming in at number 19, another stable coin, USDC, USD coin, trading at $1.03, a, a, a penny higher than uh, USDT, up 0.6% within the last 24. And coming in last but not least, still holding this gain at number 20, knocking out both Maker and Waves, we got Zcash trading at $49.86, evened out all across the board. Even though it says it's up 0.07% within the last hour, that's, that's pretty much nothing. Now, going a little bit past, we got Waves right now at number 21, trading at $2.79, up 2. Point, I mean, excuse me, down 2.82% within the last 24, though we are up 0.6% within the last hour. So you could see a gain with the, of 1% within the next hour on waves. Coming in at number 22, we got Maker trading at $380, up 2.4% within the last hour. This is one of the, I think, most slept on coins. Oh, Tezos. Here we go, Tezos. Isn't this one of the ones that they were speaking on about the POS? Right now it's trading at $0.37 cent and it's up 1.6% within the last 24. Let's go take a look at Tezos real quick. Brother Polo, what's going on? Grand Rising, my brother. How we doing? How are we doing? Let's see. Let's look at this quarter. Major dip. Major dip from November at $1.35. And this is the thing about some of these prices. Man, when we retouch previous highs, a dollar forty right now, and is it trading at thirty-seven cent? Let's see, where is it at? It's on UX Kraken, Hit BTC, Gate.io, Coin One. Hmm. Seeing what all news they have, updated news on it. Nah, we ain't gotta go through all that. But um, let's see who the top runners are within the last twenty-four hours per Live Coin Watch, and this is the beta version of Live Coin Watch. So I would love to see what the finished version is gonna look like. Do we have any questions or comments so far from the from the uh, audience? Any questions or comments so far? Grand rising to everybody. I want to thank everybody that is tuning in, getting this work right now, and I want to thank everyone that uh, actually shared this out. Come on, what more do you want, family? Top two runners, Holo and Pundi X. Holo up 24%, Pundi X up 9%. Centrality Augur up 8%, 8%. Binance Coin up 7%. Theta Token up 4%. Bancor up 4%. Man. 
And if y'all have been watching Pundi X versus Ethereum, I mean, I'm not going to continue to just keep posting about where it is and this price is good. Nah, I put the jewels out there for y'all to catch. It's up to y'all to take advantage of it. Um, I use logged in my other account, didn't get my alerts. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, these are your top runners. Holo, Pundi X. Man, Pundi X been performing lovely. Lovely, 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 lovely. And I did make, uh, I'll show y'all the entries on uh, Instagram. I did enter positions yesterday on Pundi X in Ethereum. In Ethereum, that is around 520. Let's see what Pundi X is now. <sighs> Excuse me. Let's see where we at on Pundi X versus ETH. Any coin requests coming from the family? Any type of coin requests coming from the family? We're now about to move over into the chart analysis part of the uh, show. Going on 48 minutes as of right now on the podcast. Stacking some. Get ready for the rise of the water. Yes, sir. All right, so. Trading at 5.59 now. Very nice. Very nice. Let's see. This is a 15-minute chart. So we see we came down and we met support way down. Hold on. Let me open this up. Oh, let me allow it to finish loading up. Let me close some of these other platforms. I do got too many things open. All right, so let's close this up. Look, everything is in the green in my watch list right now, meaning everything that I invested in is in the green right now. Beautiful. Um, Let's see. I want to open this up. There we go. All right, so what I'm looking at right now is a 15-minute chart. Now, if we go back and we started with a day, right now I'm using the exponential moving averages as they relate to the Fibonacci sequence as my form of moving averages, you know, support and resistance lines. Uh, what I want to look at real quick is a day chart. There we go. Very, 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 very nice Uh bounce off the 14-day moving average when we look at it on the day chart uh, grounds. Let me open this up to a four-hour chart. We can see we got stopped out by the 200-day moving average. Now, in fact, peep the game. I didn't even see it. We were actually stopped out by the 100-day moving average right here. Look at this line right here on the daily. That's a good bullish signal right there. That's a good catch. That's a good catch. We're above the 100-day moving average right now, and we are back above the seven-day moving average. And we are finding we are being supported by the 100, the uh, 14, the 21, and the 55-day moving average as of right now, family. So if we're able to come back up and crack and use the 200-day moving average as any form of support around 621, you can definitely see Pundix continuous rally. So looking very good right now. Looking very good. Uh, let's break this down to a four-hour chart. SRN versus Milk versus Pundi. Moke. What? SRN versus uh, BTT. Let's check out BTT. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. There's just nothing really you can do with BTT. It just came out like yesterday. Like, you, you got to have history in order to chart something. We'll take a look at it, though. Yeah, see, look. Well, nah, I don't know. <laughs> 
I don't know what this is. This is bit. This is a four hour chart. Uh, this is nothing. Um, we got support at 13. Nah, let me see. All right. So you got support at 13 resistance at 15. Right now you're stopped out at 14 Satoshis. Um, anyone that got in on this definitely doubled. Well, no, nah, not doubled. Well, let me see. How high do we pump? It went from a low of 10 to a high of 18, so damn near doubled your money. Anyone that was able to catch this one, I didn't catch it at the time. But um, there's not enough, not enough life, life in it for me to even do any type of TA. Let's look at a. Uh, this is an hour chart. You're still in an accumulation period on the accumulation distribution uh, uh, tool, so I guess that's a good thing. But um. I mean, Bitcoin right now, with it being so cheap. In fact, I'm going to tell you what we're going to see more. This right. Ah, they don't got it for it. Hmm. There you go. When you got when you got something that is only that only moves in one and two Bitcoin increments, you got to find it broke down to a smaller denomination to really see the uh, the um, the trend of it. So now that we're looking at Bitcoin versus Binance coin, you can really see that we're in a pretty good downtrend right now. Me personally, I wouldn't be investing in it at this time in price. I would wait for it to. I mean, this is low. You know what I'm saying? You are. And the thing about it, people always want to catch the bottom. But the thing is, you never know what the bottom is. Always remember, we can come back and we can retest that. And we can always come down and we can retest that. So always remember that. These are retest levels. Definitely, definitely could continue to continue to dump. Um, I would move cautiously with it myself. Uh, let's see. So we're looking at SRN. Siren token versus. Uh, let's see. Let's look at this on a weekly. Let's look at this on a monthly first. <laughs> Siren. If this is the one you're talking about, Brother Shane. Um. Yep, this is the monthly lower lows, lower highs, weekly. Um, back in October, you had a nice little pump. Since then, nothing straight down to the dumps daily. And I'm just giving a, a quick overview of it because it's is when I see coins like this, it's like like man, I don't know. I wouldn't even look. I mean, look at it, look at the trajectory of it. This is not a coin. This is not a token that I myself would want to be invested in right now. Because I'm going to tell you something. People have been talking about catching the low this whole way down. Talking about, yeah, I'm going to catch the low on it. This whole, and it just keeps going. Like, I know people that have invested up in here. I'm going to catch the low. I'm going to catch the low. I'm going to catch the low. And it just pissed people off. That's why I'm not so much of a hodler of many tokens. Because they could always go lower. I'd rather continue to trade them and continue to build the portfolio. Basically, all the mobile communication coins. Uh, let's look at MLK. Hmm. MLK is nothing popping up for MLK, bro. And we just looked upon the X already. Um. Yeah, ain't nothing popping up for MLK though. So, family, do we have any other questions, any comments? We got five minutes left coming in on the podcast, and it's going on 10 a.m. Chicago time. Um, I believe we started going live at about 8.55 a.m. Do we have any questions, any comments out there, any coin requests, any entries, exits, stop limits? Right now, you do have 
at least five minutes to ask any and everything you may want to ask. Also, for those that have not picked up the book, The Puzzle, the revised version is out. And I do go in depth about uh, proof of staking, masternodes, more history into Bitcoin, more history into the housing market, how it went down. Um, man, the book is phenomenal, in my opinion. And I ain't just tooting my own horn. Like, for me to put that amount of information in there and to just have the level of understanding that I do only from being in this market after two years, to me, it's amazing. And I'm going I'm to continue to amaze myself. So uh, let me see. Doesn't seem to have any questions or comments. I guess with that being said, family, let me make sure. In fact, this is what we can do for the last five minutes. Let's look at real quick. Let's look at the top 10 coins on the charts. And do a little bit of TA on each one. I could probably do that within the last couple of minutes. So. Coming in at number one, we got Big Bank Hank, Bitcoin. Let's see, let's close that up because we no longer need a trading view. We got our own trading view. So right now I'm bringing up the, uh, and I already had it open. I don't even know why I, why I just came to this one. But I'm bringing up uh, the ten, top 10 coins right now. We're just going to do a quick TA on each one. See where our support, our resistance is. Hey, drop your contact in the uh, inbox, broski, brother Wes. Drop the contact in the inbox. Come on now. I want to hurry up and follow the show up and finish it up, and this thing wants to move slow. But um, you know what I'm going to do? With that being said, I'm going to end the New Money uh, Matrix podcast. I'm going to end the New Money Matrix podcast. Um, it was a good show, a lot of pertinent information given. For those listening, for those that will listen, um, you already know this is a free free service, free information. For those willing to donate, you are able to donate through Cash App, which is Alamirak, A-L-A-M-I-R-A-K. And for those that wish to donate any type of cryptocurrency, you can email me at CryptonomicConsole, C-R-Y-P-T-O-N-O-M-I-C-C-O-N-S-U-L at gmail.com to inquire about the Bitcoin or other cryptocurrency addresses. With that being said, podcast, New Money Matrix, Financial Fridays, Peace, Power, and Prosperity, family, I'm out of here.